I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and gay desert guides Brad Fur. 76 podcast, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. This is number 76. Mm-hmm. 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 And now we're going to get busted for having copyrighted music on our podcast. Oh, no. Well, no, that was a parody. You can get away with a parody. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's and besides, true. the only person with assets is you. <laughs> yeah, really. Not after it. this year. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to get? <laughs> Buddy. Buddy yeah. the Wonder Dog. I was right. always have him. It is the 76th edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. John Taylor here. Shan Carr, you're looking awesome. Nice to see you. Smiling face. Morning. And we've got our Gay Desert Guide, Brad Fur, with us. And we have us. Our regulars are back coming up. But what else is on the show today, Shan? Oh, we got all kinds of stuff going on today. We got Jimmy Bogle and uh, from the Coachella Valley Independent and Dr. Laura for our Doc Talk with... Gosh, so much stuff going on. Wait a minute. Is she really a doctor? She is Dr. Laura. Doctor She's of that medicine. girl that everybody wants, their mom wants them to bring home a doctor. <laughs> so she is that. And a cute one and a smart one and a funny one. And she's got all the deets on COVID and all that kind of stuff going on. Also, a friend of Brad's, Carrie Lowe, who works in Hollywood, has a whole bunch of other little hats that he wears aside from background actor, which is uh, seems like he just got to do that in the recent movie Prom. Christine Chingali yeah. Nunez is um she and her partner jackie own five ups stores and there and she's also the lead in a play in our final guests uh uh desert rose playhouse and uh he runs it and is a star there as well and so we're going to talk to both of them about theater and the upcoming stuff all right and who brings us this edition of the i love gay palm springs podcast brad it would be Tori Nissan in La Quinta, where you can get the 2020 Nissan Rogue Sport with zero APR for 60 months, plus 1000 cash back. It's one of those little holiday deals if you'd like a Rogue Sport. However, you could also be like Brad and have a uh, 2020 Nissan Leaf. When I was over there last week, I saw a couple of those on the lot. The all-electric Nissan Leaf, and you know the entire... Uh, country is getting excited about Pete Buttigieg as transportation secretary and what he's going to do for initiatives like clean energy. Um, so I think that having a Nissan Leaf would be a nice homage to Pete Buttigieg in his new transportation secretary position. What do you think? Everybody should go out and buy a Leaf from <laughs> Tory Nissan in La Quinta. Is that a stretch or what? Get a no, fleet of Leafs. A- it was a great connection. I thought it was a great way. I had him on my list to mention today, but you did it in a better way. You win points. Uh, so that's, uh, that's what's going on today. We're going to be talking to Carrie Lowe a little bit later on, and he was uh, background in um, The Prom. And have we all seen The Prom? Yes. Yes. And your thoughts on The Prom? Loved it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I actually watched it with a handful of friends, all of whom are going through the kind of stuff that makes you realize that your life is fine, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, and I watched it on Zoom with Netflix on. And unlike Zoom, normally, when you screen share the Netflix thing, 
people would talk in the background or laugh at a joke and it didn't affect the audio of the, mm -hmm. you know how when we speak, it kind of conflicts? Yeah. yeah. It didn't. And of all the things, it was amazing to hear my friend's laughter come out of the background. Like, mm, yeah. I can't even explain what that was, but. I, when I was sat down to watch it, I was in a bad mood and I was really wanting to hate it. And <laughs> within I like said, five minutes, you guys always say that I wanted to hate it. <laughs> but within five minutes, I was like, Oh my God. But you know, there's a lot of backlash on that show I know. against uh, James Corden because he's not gay. Playing oh, I know, guy. please. You know, can we just get over all of that? It was, you know, he did such a wonderful job. And look, acting is acting, right? And he did a wonderful job of acting the part. Is it, you know, would it have been nice to have a gay actor in that role? I suppose, but it's not like uh, uh, gay male actors are grossly discriminated against in Hollywood like they used to be. I, that that's one point I, I would I would want to make. And look, it's a feel good movie. I just I got wrapped up into the sweetness of it. Um, and and I was I was just smiling and laughing and a few tears here and there. But mostly I had moments of just laughing out loud yeah. at the at the at the uh, absurdity of some of it it was just so fun and so well done and what a great holiday movie i i thought that every time i saw james corden i was thinking oh my god he must have studied ross matthews he looked <laughs> so much like ross matthews a bunch of times except now ross matthews has lost 50 pounds and he doesn't look anything like that but i'm with yeah. you though James Corden, I couldn't figure out what it was that wasn't as sparkly as, as it could have been. And I didn't, I honestly had never considered his sexual preference. I, I had never thought about it. And I actually reference. had to ask reference. I had to ask John yesterday, is he gay? And he said, no. And I said, well, that might be the sparkle that was uh, missing. I, I love him and he was fine and everything, but I have to agree there there would have been a bit more depth in the gayness if it had been played by yeah. John was yeah. saying, you know, it wasn't a very complicated character. And I was like, but if some big queen had played it, it yeah. would have been. The okay, thing is with, with all of those characters were a caricature, but yes. if you put them next to Meryl Streep performing a caricature role with all of the layers of her queen yes. of acting that yeah. she has in her toolkit, yeah. it's, it's really hard to judge anybody next to her. Well, now you guys have used up everything I'm supposed to say next week on my top 10 holiday movies. Damn you. <laughs> we'll repeat it. It bears repeating. It does. Oh, it and no matter how critical an eye or not critical, because usually I don't have a very critical eye yeah. with movies. I just let them wash over me. But whatever it was, it's totally worth watching. And a mood and can, changer. Can I bust you just for a second? You said sexual preference. Yes. Rather than sexual orientation. Okay. It's not a preference. I mean, we, 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 I think we've got, we've tried to get away from the term sexual preference Have versus we? sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because sexual preference would mean that it's a choice versus sexual orientation, which is not a choice. Okay. Super. I, no, that's, I, I just, I, I, it was one of those things that there's something out there called the gingerbread person. 
and it talks about all the different levels of sexual orientation, sexual um, uh, 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 gender, all these things that, that go into it. And it's fascinating. I use it in training, uh, in some uh, LGBT marketing training that I do. So okay. anyway. Never I better have a cup of coffee here because I'm not woke. <laughs> I know. I need a shot yeah. of tequila. <laughs> we have that. <laughs> Ready we to do. go. Right at John's guy. I know where his liquor cabinet is and mine's right too, there. In relation to where he's sitting. It's just <laughs> over there. Well, I, I, I'm not trying to do shame. I'm just trying well, no, to bring I get up you. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. I just never heard it before. Yeah, yeah. And with my upbringing, I go right to shame. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, it's hard to stay. It's hard to stay up on everything hmm. that's that's woke. But I know. Well, because I, that changes, there will yeah. be a new preferred way of communicating it. And you might as well know if you're saying something. You, okay, I've got one for you. I got shamed out and out because I said something gave me the heebie-jeebies, and the person told me that that is a slur against Jewish people and Hebrews. And that's where that term came from. And really? I thought, oh my God, that makes total sense. I've been saying it forever, but I haven't been able to find anything that says that anywhere. Yeah, I know. I've never, I've never heard that as the origin there. But, but you know, sometimes we just get a little piece of information and we're dangerous with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if anybody, if anybody knows, they can certainly let us know. They can yeah. send it to uh, Brad at GayDesertGuide.com and yeah, I will pass it along to the team. Yeah, yeah, you can send it in a text, you could send it in an email, whatever your preference is. Strap it, whatever your orientation is. Your email, yes, your, your communication orientation. Do we want to uh, communicate with our good buddy Jimmy Bogle from Coachella Valley Independent? Yeah. Welcome, Jimmy Bogle. And I love the new look of the website, cvindependent.com. It's great. Here, here. Cheers. Thank oh, you very man. much. Um, we launched the Independent a little more than eight years ago on a Joomla site using a template out of a company in Vietnam. Really? And that's the website we've had ever since. And um, a fantastic group called Newspack. It's actually a joint um project of the Google News Initiative and um, a company called Automatic, which is actually WordPress.com. They are doing something for small to medium-sized publishers to do kick-ass websites at an affordable price, and they do a fantastic job. I had so many concerns about launching a new website because the problem with newspaper websites is you've got all of this archival content that you need to bring over from one website to another. And, you know, being in the business for more than 20 years, I've seen so many websites crash and burn new websites because the transferring everything over from the archives didn't go well, all sorts of links got lost, and they did an amazing job. I, I couldn't be happier. And, and hopefully we'll be having some other news pack sites locally here soon. Uh, well, you well, had yes. me a joint project between Google and I was like, I'm the non-stoner. He, I know. he clenched God, on to right? the joint right? joke. Well, it does look lovely. I haven't navigated it or wandered down a dark alley on the site yet by myself, but I'm looking forward to it. It looks well, thank good. You. Well, I'm, Jimmy, I'm I must say, um, Jimmy turned me on to Newspack, so that's what he's hinting at. And I'm in the process of migrating Gay Desert Guide site over to that. We have spent so much time and money yeah. um, trying to keep the site up. 
this company, um, and you know, look, it's a it's a it's a subsidized basically by Google, um, partially, I guess you'd say, right, Jimmy? Is that is that a right term? That's the way I understand it. Yes. Um, to to help small publish small and medium publishers, and you know, we're we're all struggling right now. This yes. is a godsend uh, to us, and the fact that we're going to have best in class sites that really rival things like our major competitors with like the New York Times and all those kind of sites. I mean, it really Absolutely. has that kind of technology to it. So wait, um, are you going to put up a paywall? We could. <laughs> <laughs> we could. No, no. Those paywalls. Not. I finally had to give in and subscribe to the damn Desert Sun again the other day. Well, and here's the thing. If you find yourself going to a news website, even though payrolls are paywalls are terrible and stupid and awful, and some of them are a little bit, I think, too aggressive. But for the most part, if you're going to a news website, often enough that you're running into their paywall you should be paying for it yes because news is expensive trust me you know news is expensive to produce this podcast costs money to produce i know all of you have your you know huge eight digit salaries in your mansions um but but in all seriousness it yeah. costs money to produce good yeah. content and yeah. you know we pay our writers at the independent not a lot but we pay it writers you know my staff writer kevin wants to get paid his salary and um you know, so news, the stupidest thing that the newspapers did back in the late 90s and 2000s was throw everything up for free on the internet and let everyone look at it and train a whole generation and a half of people that news should be free. And yeah. that's that was a mistake. Yeah. So I'm actually paying for like Desert Sun, uh, Palm Springs Life, Los Angeles Times, New York Times. And I don't object to the paywall. What I object to um, is while well, the Desert Sun has a terrible paywall um, and unfortunately, just technology wise, it's yes. just not it's just not user friendly. That's what at the same time, you know, we quote articles from them. We yeah. um, like to get information and yep. see what's going on. Okay, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to go sign up for what I've been getting my free news from the Coachella Valley Independent. Well, thanks. And so should everybody else. Well, that's yes. right. Jimmy does have a, a, a way to donate to keep that journalism alive. And I, I think yeah. that is that is definitely something that we should all support. I know I Is support, that your OnlyFans page, well. Jimmy, or is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something separate. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. That's only daddy's page. That's a whole different thing. Oh, my God. Well, it and cares. part of why I didn't sign up for Desert Sun, I was without it for probably three or four months, maybe, was because I was getting everything I needed from you. So well, I should have you. just signed up to you. So well, thank you. And look, and and let me make it clear that that you know money is tight right now for a lot of people. <laughs> and the reason why we do both the print edition and the website and make it free for all is because we feel that we provide a public service. You know, the Daily Digest tell people about the news going on, and it's helpful to know about the bands and the restaurants when bands are playing and restaurants are open, of course. Um, and we feel this is a public service, and we feel that it should be free to everyone who needs it and who can use it and the people who can afford to pay a little bit for it we ask you to but certainly not mandatory and you pro as long as i am with the coachella valley independent you will never ever see a paywall i can promise you that we love wow. you and thank well. you all right now we got dr laura in the room thank you thank you i know you have busy mornings we appreciate you making time for us between people Do who actually ever. need you in a terribly needy in a real way 
it's it's been a crazy week. Um, we're being asked to work a little extra in the coming few days. Sorry about the movement. I've got a giant savage beast pulling my plug out. So okay. <laughs> that's happened to me. Oh if you lose me, it's because he's disconnected me. Um, it, but it's been a, it's been a crazy week with the vaccines here. So they have started vaccinating some of the staff out in Los Angeles. Um, I know some of my colleagues up in Apple Valley got vaccinated as well. So the doctors and nurses are getting vaccinated as we speak. Good. They have sort of separated the vaccines into tiers. So people who are exposed to patients um, with COVID first and then high risk patients are being vaccinated first. I believe, you know, primary care doctors, um, HIV docs like myself should be in the second tier. So we'll probably get vaccinated in the next, is he behind me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the next week or so. He wants to be on camera. That's great. Hey, can we um, can we still get a video of you getting the shot? We want absolutely. To do that. Yeah, I've spoken with my staff that they will go ahead and and record me oh, getting the vaccine. So a lot of docs have been doing that, taking pictures, yeah. um, just to promote it. So it's here. Um, they are you know deciding how they're going to be giving it out to patients. As I told my my patients now, because I get asked 10, 15 times a day when, I, you know, the Department of Public Health, Kaiser, everybody are not going to be shy about letting you know you'll be getting phone calls you will be notified the minute it's available and you're eligible to get it probably the, the general public within within a month will you probably start seeing it really being distributed wow can you talk we, a little bit before we get to the really really dark stuff how big of a freaking deal this is that here you know less than a year after this virus was identified we have what is by all accounts two effective working vaccines and hopefully within another month we'll have three or four that's amazing it, it is amazing it's gone very very quickly stand by i'm about to lose power oh. <laughs> the dog pulled out the plug once you have five people there are five potential tech oh, issues right. happening just been good. thrown out i can't deal with the husky right now he's he's acting out it's a huge deal. We're, we're waiting. To, um, just Kaiser itself is still waiting to hear about the uh, emergency use authorization for the Moderna. And then I think we should be getting a bunch of those doses as well next week to a bunch of those vaccines next week. As I'm sure you saw on the news, too, a lot of the way the, the vaccines are being distributed in the vials, there's a little extra mm -hmm. in yep. each vial. Yep. So we may be able to get one or two extra vaccines or people vaccinated out of each vial that's been sent out so that's a nice that's bonus and keep your fingers crossed that hopefully in january uh one or two more vaccines might come online one of which is the johnson and johnson one i believe which would is yeah. only one shot now this this is in my opinion at least not being a doctor but from what i've read is really going to be a key to getting us where we need to be faster is right. having more vaccines especially the one-shot vaccines that are easier you know because these vaccines they yeah. have to be kept at super especially the pfizer one have to be kept at super freezing temperatures right you know, if we if we want a, a fully or close to fully normal summer, keep your fingers crossed for vaccines number three and four. The more no right, the more that come online, the faster the general public will be getting them. So right now the timeline is based on what's available right now, but as things come online, things will be speeding up in terms of availability. So if you're looking at what we have right now, the general public will be getting vaccinated by late spring. The, mm -hmm. If those other vaccines come online, they'll be vaccinated a lot sooner. Amazing. So, we're keeping our fingers crossed and remember it's it's still a 
a two dose, at least the Pfizer is a two dose vaccine right now. So you're getting the second dose three weeks after the first one. And then all vaccines take about two weeks to become effective. So from start to finish, it's going to take you about a month before you are fully vaccinated and it's working to keep you safe. So you still have to maintain social distancing and good precautions and, and, and doing all the things that we've been doing. So and even after you get the vaccine, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, um, oh. you're supposed to still follow those precautions because A, yeah. this isn't a 100% vaccine, and B, last I heard, they haven't proven that you can't be, you can't pass the virus on if you've been vaccinated. That The jury's still out on that. It will protect you, especially from right. serious disease, pretty much certainly, but there, you still, even after you get the vaccine, you're going to have to wear a mask and have some Indeed. degree of social distancing until this thing yeah. is in the rearview mirror. Well, that's the way vaccines work is that they start, it's teaching your body to build antibodies against this foreign object, the virus. So as you're building up an immune response and antibodies, you still have virus in you that you can pass on to someone else. So if I got vaccinated today and I was carrying the virus, I could still give it to everybody within the next couple of weeks as my body is building up an immune response. So just because you get it doesn't mean like, hey, I can go out and this is fantastic. So So that's curious is anybody, well, anybody who gets the vaccine doesn't have enough virus that they could shed and spread it just because of the vaccine, right? I always want to be clear about that. Well, we're not testing people before we give them the vaccine, so. No, no, I mean, the vaccine doesn't give you enough virus. No, 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 the virus is, the vaccine's not giving you a virus at all. So what the mRNA is doing is, if you think of a virus as a peanut M&M, and the peanut is the DNA, and that's all the stuff that replicates, makes more virus inside the body, The candy-coated shell is a protein called a capsid. So what the virus, the vaccine is doing is creating a protein on that candy-coated shell that your body recognizes as foreign and it builds antibodies to that protein. So we're not actually giving you any DNA from the virus. We're not giving a live virus like we do with other vaccines. We're teaching your body to make antibodies against that candy-coated shell. Once I said your body has learned to recognize that protein, that capsid protein, that's what you're going to be vaccinated. The vaccine is helping you recognize. So there's no fear in us. We're giving you a vaccine that's now going to give you the virus. This is what people are worried about with the flu all the time, too. And it works the same way. So we're not giving, the flu is vaccine is not an mRNA virus, but it works by teaching your body to recognize the capsid, the candy coated shell on the virus. So that's why they're safe, vaccines are safe. Thank you, Dr. Laura Rush. I wanna give you guys one little promo as we move on to the next part of the show. Uh, I found online a security system that put out a Christmas sweater this year. And it's all green and Christmassy, and it has little dots on it. And if somebody gets within six feet of you, the Christmas lights go off and little sirens. <laughs> so it is a social distancing Christmas sweater. I, I want one. That. I'm going to go awesome. get one and go to Aldi and freak people out. <laughs> yes. I was going to ask you about you know people being worried about taking the vaccine, but you kind of got rid of my worries, Doctor Rush. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you explaining the M M&M and M and the that really helped a lot. I thank you. It's a candy coated Christmas. Yes, it is. It is. <sighs> 
Thank you so much for the information, Dr. Rush and Jimmy. We're all going to make a little donation to the Coachella Valley Independent for Christmas. We really appreciate you guys being here with us. Thank Thanks, you. Guys, have a good, safe weekend. I'll have more information next week. Awesome. See you on Christmas Eve. Eve. You bet. Welcome, Carrie Lowe, smiling and happy this morning. Carrie is a neighbor of mine in South Palm Springs. Um, he and I both live um, uh, Barry Manilow adjacent. Is that a nice? Is that a nice way of putting it? Yes, Barry Manilow yes. Jason is great. I guess you could throw Suzanne in there too. And, and Suzanne Summers right. adjacent, right. but she's sell, right. but she's selling. So right. she's not, <laughs> all she's the long thigh master, thigh master, thigh master. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and and we are bringing Carrie on today because um, Carrie and his husband Alan are always heading back and forth to Los Angeles and then back to Palm Springs where they live. And, uh, and I'm always hearing stories when Carrie and I can get together of, um, of the experiences that they have as extras on various movies. And as I was watching the um, credits for prom the other night, Carrie's name popped up and I'm like, oh my God, we have to have him on because we want to hear all the dish on what happened in the filming of prom and what a great feather in your cap. What a great film to be in as an openly gay man. Well, thank you. You know, it, it, it really was a wonderful experience. And so I spent about actually, I think three or four days um, working on that particular movie. Um, I was originally um, uh, slated or, or, or booked to actually work kind of on and off throughout the through actually the production. Um, but because you saw that credit that I was a PTA parent, um, what happened was that I was actually upgraded, what they call upgraded, to a speaking part. But five or less or five or more. Right, <laughs> or correct. And um, and unfortunately, that that line was cut, but uh, but still we still get credit, and so therefore they couldn't bring me back after that unless they wanted to bring me kind of in a kind of in a little bit more of a major role capacity. Um, but it, it was a it was a fabulous experience. So you can ask me anything, and if I have an answer, I'll tell you. When did they it? When did they shoot it? Was it pre pandemic Pre pandemic? Oh, yeah, definitely pre pandemic. We were shooting it. I think about uh, third starting third quarter of last year. Okay. Um, so, and so, you know, when you, um, I'm particularly in the scene, and I don't know if you saw me or anybody who saw me, but um, unless they're wa busy watching background, but they should be watching Meryl Streep or James Corden or Nicole Kidman or, you know, those type of people. Um, Andrew. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm in the big PTA scene where they actually first come in and invade the meeting and say, we're going to save this school. Yep. you know that kind of a thing so that's that's uh oh in the gym okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so and then that's the scene i was in so yeah. i want to hear dirt i want to hear like <laughs> we're, all, we're all like we want to know we're all like little school girls oh you tell, know, me okay, more, so, tell me more so i want to know did nicole kidman ever eat anything <laughs> uh, um, well, you you know she is so tall and so skinny lean. I mean, she's really beautiful. Yes. Sitting in person, um, there, you know, like there was, because she was literally standing right next to me where I was seated in the PTA meeting. So you know, we do take after take, and and it was, and I was always busy looking at her, you know, <laughs> you know, she'd <laughs> wink at me, you know, or something like that. Um, but you know, we we don't eat together. You know, main cast doesn't right. normally the background. Um, so I never really saw her eating anything. But you know, she 
had lots of energy. Um, and her, you know, her aura and um, everything, her vibe is really very positive. She seems mm. lovely. Actually, everybody, you know, had really was lovely. I was kind of stunned, you know, because I'm thinking, you know, I'm being paid to watch Meryl Streep perform all of this, yeah. you know, and it, and you know, she's, it's the scene where she's in that beautiful red cape and oh. she's singing and dancing and flinging it around. And, and it was like, wow, you know, cause we had to do a, a number of takes. And, and what was really interesting was, um, you know, Ryan Murphy is very hands-on. You know, mm -hmm. and so there were just times where, you know, he would be in and talking with Meryl, talking, you know, with Nicole, talking to James, talking to Andrew, um, you know, whoever was in that particular scene. Ryan um, was the director. Yes, correct. Right. And Andrew Rannells was uh, the guy from Book of Mormon. He's a yeah, correct, right? Just well, amazing. So the, the whole thing is that if people are listening to this um, podcast, when they do listen, I should say, um, they should really watch the movie because it is, you know, it is oh probably one of the best movies that have come out in a long time. You know, it's it's fun, it's a musical, and yet it has such a strong message um, that, that I, I was just thrilled to be part of it. I, we don't have a whole lot of time, so I won't ask you what James Corden ate. Um, but <laughs> you win. <laughs> but, I mean, who, who was your favorite to work with? You know, to, you know, who was the person that you said, wow, they're really uh, a surprise to me? Out of all of the cast members, no, I don't know if anybody really was a surprise. You know, I've been I've been working background for about five years now, and um, I've had the opportunity of working with a lot of people, and I'm not that starstruck. Which sounds I don't want to sound jaded, but you know, we're there to do a job, and I want to do yeah. the best job that I could possibly do. And I have actually worked with Meryl Streep before because immediately I was going to say it was Meryl Streep, but um, but um, there was a, a Soderbergh movie on Netflix called The Laundromat. And actually I was cast in that. And so I had worked with Meryl in a scene which got cut, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my life story. Um, but anyway, so, so you know, so I, I had already worked with her, you know, and um, so unfortunately I can't tell you that, you know, I was like, wow. You know, I've also worked with Kerry Washington um, before on when she was doing Scandal. And she is one of the nicest, most generous, um, actors. Um, also spectacular to look at. And I love that she was in that little tiny town, but she was constantly decked in the hottest outfit. Oh, in yeah, she was very Chanel and designer, you know, looking and, uh, um, you know, it, it, it was, uh, she just looked flawless. So it doesn't it, look very it, Indiana PTA, but it was nice all. on yeah, the eyes. I, I mean, they really had to kind of, you know, we had to be very conservative looking. I think I was wearing the drabbiest colors I've ever worn. And if you all know that, you know, I'm, I'm really about color, um, so yes. that sort of thing. So yeah, so uh, but it was just the premise of the whole movie is just quite wonderful. So Very do you have a problem with do you have a problem with James Corden playing a gay and no, not you know, being gay? I saw, I saw honestly, I saw that I saw that critique, I should say, and I sometimes you know we all wonder why couldn't a gay actor have played a gay character, um, but I, people always wonder if gay if uh, James Corden is gay anyway, because he's very, he's very gay. gay. Buoyant. I have a better term. I don't know if that's, you know, PC correct, but um, mm. you know, that sort of thing. And, but I thought he did, honestly, I thought he did a great job. I, I, I mean, I mean, the message is there. And I think that 
I think that there's probably so, you know, many, um, hopefully, you know, gay youth that are watching this musical that, you know, this match is, is going to get, you know, get to them and that they will get past this, you know, no matter what, you know, what, what they're going through at this particular time, at least we hope so. You I know, so that's the thing. So, so I, I didn't find it, you know, I didn't find it to be offensive personally. So I know you maybe wanted to hear differently, but no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I wanted to know what you really think. <laughs> yeah, I did. Carrie, in our remaining yes. minutes, because we're running uh, okay. uh, short on time on this segment. Sure. First, um, uh, how come you're not in Don't Worry Darling, which is being shot in our neighborhood? Why, why were you not in that? I can't well, believe. You know, because, okay, so what's really fabulous is, you know, I'm, um, I'm currently working what they call core background. Um, so I'm only exclusively working in this pandemic on one particular show. And I'm on the show, This Is Us. Oh, yeah. So I'm committed five days a week to work on that particular show. Um, and I've been working like, you know, a crazy person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but it, but, um, but technically an extension of us, because, as you know, my husband, Alan, has this wonderful car, a 59 Ford Fairlane, and it yes. was used for three different days on the shoot. So yes. while it was happening in your neighborhood, um, we had another friend who's in background that you probably know, um, Jim. Oh, yeah. um, um, and he was actually driving the car okay. you know, for us. So yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so you're adjacent. What was that? You're adjacent. Yes, yes, yes. yes definitely, definitely. Carrie, uh, besides This Is Us, I know you and Alan are both, uh, many times you appear together. What's the last thing you appear, appeared in together, you and your husband? You know, what comes to mind where we actually also were both updated with better things. Mm -hmm. um, we were cast as a, um, a gay couple. And originally we were just supposed to be walking down the street hand in hand, um, you know, that kind of a thing. And then there was a, there was a, um, a, uh, a piano bar scene. Sounds like a cliche, I know. And, and we actually were upgraded into singing, you know, on the street where you live. And uh, so, and that was really probably one of the last times we uh, we actually worked together, you know, he, okay. uh, you know, we. And what movie was that? What was that again? That was a, a show called um, Better Things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a really yeah, great yeah. show. I would encourage everyone to write it, uh, to read it, uh, to watch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, the writing, write it, yeah. read it, and consume watch it. it. Yeah. Consume it any way you wish. <laughs> well, Carrie Lowe from the cutting room floor to the <laughs> I Love Cape Palm Springs podcast. A real pleasure to have you, and thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, thank you, um, and everyone, happy holidays. Thank you so much, Appreciate it. Sure thing. Next in our I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast room, we've got Robbie Wayne and Christine Tringali Nunez. They are both affiliated with Desert Rose Playhouse. Um, Robbie is the producing artistic director of the only LGBTQ theater production company and venue, Desert Rose Productions, and the Desert Rose Playhouse. And Christine has lived in the Valley for about five years with her partner, Jackie. They own five UPS stores, and they'd like to talk to you, among other things, about what a great star she is, but how to behave <laughs> in public at the UPS store. Welcome to both of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, Christine, you, you guys have saved my butt uh, a number of times in shipping and printing. And uh, so and thank all you. The ings, and all the ings that you do at the UPS store. I got the corporate uh, slogan down. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And thank she you. also offers singing and dancing and acting with the ings of the UPS store. That's what Robbie does. He has the other ings, the singing oh, and dancing. Lucky. 
Yeah, but we're, we're so honored to be able to work with people like Christine because she is amazing. So, Tell us about Desert Rose Playhouse. Well, um, we just went through a, a huge transition. Uh, during the beginning of COVID, we shut down on March the 10th and uh, we haven't had a show since. So we were in a tiny space. We knew that it wasn't gonna be able to sustain us throughout the pandemic. We wouldn't be able to do anything in it, eight foot ceilings and 70 seats in a tiny room. So we ended up having to give up the venue and we were just gonna move everything into storage. And literally the day before we were starting to pack, my fiance goes by uh, Zelda's old space in Palm Springs and saw that there was a for rent sign in there. And we had contacted them a year earlier, uh, knowing that they were in a holding pattern, trying to figure out what they were doing. And he said he wasn't interested. So when he gave up the Zelda's building, it became available. So it's weird. I put a, a thing online and uh, asked for some donations from the community and told them our situation. And within about six days, we had enough money to sign the papers and and we moved in and we've been working on it ever since. And it's been a slow process, but, um, you know, you can only work three people, four people at a time in different sections of that huge room. Now, Zelda's, for people that are not familiar with it, I'd never gone through the doors of Zelda's because it, it wasn't a gay club. I know. And it, but it's, it was a very, very large nightclub in the shopping center over by Revivals. And it had a storied history. And, uh, but what is that space on the inside like? I know, I remember the other space and amazing what you guys did with eight foot ceilings, but what is Zelda's? What's, the fly space from eight foot ceilings to in the in the main area it's it's like 16 foot the stage is now 14 foot we have uh seven almost seven thousand square feet now in one huge room plus yeah. there's like a small up there upstairs area where you can film from and there's a, an office up there upstairs and yes and the old dj booth we moved uh, the oh, tech yeah. booth down uh, and centered it with the stage so we're using that entire upper area as a VIP area where you can do a pre-show, uh, yeah. where someone can just rent the whole thing out, and then they can sit in the DJ booth, see the stage with the glass, and talk to their friends during the show, hang out, do whatever they want. It's just a really cool space. So having a an important question. Did you keep the liquor license? And I understand you inherited a lot of booze. What happened to it? <laughs> well, to be honest, we walked in uh, on our first day and it looked like they had just closed down the night before. And there yeah. was still, everything was sitting there, even drinks in the sink, you know, glasses that had been there for a year. And so uh, we did not take the liquor license because that's part of the thing was whoever took the space, that was one of the reasons we got it because there were several other bars that wanted the space, but because of the problems in the past, insurance wouldn't cover another liquor license in that space, another bar. So we were something a little bit different that was appealing to the owner. And so we didn't take the liquor license, but what we're doing is we kept the bar, the main bar and the walk-in cooler. And we have several you know, friends here in the community, all of our bars and, and, and that have catering licenses. So they are going to take each bar is going to sponsor one of the shows with their catering license and it gives work to them. And, oh, and that's fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh so my God. Yay. Out great. Everybody can just come together and do it all together. And Christine, are you in an upcoming play, however it may manifest? Yes. Yes. It's a new show. It's a brand new show called Mid-Century Modern. And uh, um, 
I, I have been, I, I'm so lucky I've been cast as the lead. Uh, it's a, it's a, her name's Sheila, it's a musical. And Robbie, take it away. Well, wait a minute. I've only oh. ever seen you cast as a young boy. Did somebody actually acknowledge that you're an adult woman? No, no, I, I only done one I'm show kidding. where I'm a little boy, Shan. I'm kidding. Oh, my I'm God. I'm a pretty girl. The show that, that we had to shut down after opening weekend, Beautiful Thing, mm. which is a beautiful story, uh, but we, we got to open for one weekend, and uh, Christine was the mother in that, and she was phenomenal. I, I am so upset that people didn't get to see her performance. And she also uh, was in our show Ruthless. And, and in both of those, she, she played, you know, adults. Uh, but she, I think her claim to fame is, is uh, Christopher Crawford, you know, in, in oh, Christopher yes. Crawford. I do have some uncomfortable fantasies about that young boy you played. Uh -oh. I don't understand it. It oh, must chance. be the little pantsuit, the little overall pantsuit. It's a and you don't have to be tied to your bed anymore. No. No, no we let her out. Oh, I miss no, we, that show. We all came to see you guys. We've been to, as a group, a handful of us have been out to Desert Rose Playhouse stuff. And we always love what you do. You do it to the nines. And that venue that you're in now, I mean. Can't wait. I, I have lived here a long time. And maybe 18 years ago, Mark Hunter, who owns Hunters, bought that bar and it was called Heaven. And I filmed the concerts there. We had dances. I filmed a lot of things in that wow. room because the different layers mm -hmm. of access allows for great camera shots and the diversity of camera shots. And dang, I love that space. I'm so excited to see what you do when <laughs> yeah. you can get in it. Yeah, well, we've, we've been there. Uh, we're ready, pretty much ready to go. All the sounds Good. installed, the lighting's installed. Uh, we're, we're hooking up our beautiful Austrian curtain that we've got now. Uh, so it's, it's a totally different experience. But I was going to tell you about the show that Christine is in. I think yes. I got sidetracked talking about something. And Robbie's in. Normal. But yes, I, I'm also in it. But uh, it's a show called Mid-Century Modern. Every year we try to include something that's just brand new, that's never been seen before. So Mid-Century Modern has had a couple of readings at the Purple Room. And so we're doing a full produced version of it. And it's uh, written and created by Mark Christopher. And uh, Dan Gelfin was the producer for that. And, and he's, he's going to be on board with this team as well. And Christine plays Marianne. And Marianne is this, uh, like... Uh, Midwestern girl that she's very naive and she goes on a trip to find herself after her uh, boyfriend dies and she goes across country and it's about her uh, adventures, you know, uh, and, and what she comes across. Uh, Kelly uh, Quinn is, is the tour guide and, and I'm playing Brewster, the guy that she meets and falls in love with, but um, I won't give away too much, uh, but Adina Lawson's cast in that and Tom Warwick. Uh, we've got a beautiful cast, and it's all 60s music. So it's it's really just a lot of fun, and Christine tears it up. So we're looking forward to being able to get that one off of the ground. Yay. And tell us what the performance schedule is looking like. Are, is it like as soon as COVID, the restrictions are lifted, it's off to the races, or are we going to do something online? Well, we, we are doing a lot of online things right now. Uh, we are in, uh, filming right now uh, Francesca Amari. She, she does the Gilda Radner uh, tribute. Yes. So we're filming that. Uh, 
we uh, talked with uh, uh, Stephen uh, Keneal, who was on The Voice last oh, year. He just yeah. moved into town. Right. Yeah. Phenomenal. yeah, we had him on a few weeks ago. Phenomenal. Yeah. And so we're doing a show with him. Uh, we've got a, a reading. We're doing a show called Simply Divine uh, with Jersey Shore. Jersey wrote her own show. Oh, and wow. It, wow. It's really an amazing, touching look into this, the life of divine. And um, I'm sorry, there's somebody at Shan's door, and, and uh, Smidge <laughs> the Wonder Dog is a. Uh, <laughs> A great dude. They've been sedated. <laughs> They're in the back. I know. I got I got uh, CBD treats for my dog for Christmas, and it's been a miracle. Yeah, I think that's so. the The show is called Mid Century Modern. That's the one you guys are working on, and I love the idea that you have fourteen foot ceilings on the stage so that um, Christine can have a beehive. Yes, and it's going to be about Perfect. ten feet high because she, you know, that that would make her rub the ceiling <laughs> it, it's neat because in christmas with the croppers we we had added a staircase right we did it just enough and it was this weird little thing to where only her and uh uh, uh someone else would, would go up the steps and uh they were both very short so we had it looking and their heads would scrape the ceiling. i wondered how you did that their their heads would scrape <laughs> the ceiling but they were the only two that ever went up and down the stairs so, yeah. getting up those stairs with that mushroom head yes <laughs> oh my god so, that was so funny. funny but, but in this new venue the ceilings are so high that uh there's going to be um some hoist hoistening from the from the ceiling, there's going to be a scene where Christine is going to be flying out into the audience. So, <laughs> lovely. And we have the room to do it. So, I'm stoked. She, that was part, part of the deal was that Christine had to fly if she took the, this. Oh. Yeah, she said she made it a condition. That's a good one. <laughs> good union contract negotiation for you, Christine. I saw Sandy Duncan do it at the Golden oh, Gate Theater. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, I want to grow up and do that. Peter Pan, right? Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. That's right. She flew right out over our head. I couldn't believe it. Wow. I can't yeah. wait to see it. We're so excited to have you guys on the show. Thank you so much Thanks for joining us. Doggy. Happy Thank you. holidays. And be, be real sweet to your UPS uh, staff. Oh, yes. Gosh yes, darn it. Please. They have not yep. stopped since March. They and everyone's got sores in their nose from wearing those masks all day. Just please, just just take a beat when you return your Amazons to the UPS oh, stores because they're indeed. just badass, my staff. All they five, really are. All, I mean, they're just badass. So just yep. give, them, give them some love, would you? And thank yep. you. Will, Will do. We're so grateful to have you there. Thank you so much, you guys. Five stores all around Coachella the Valley. They're all over. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Robbie. Thank, thank you, Robbie. It was Thanks, a happy holidays. Thanks for having us. Can't Congrats. wait to come watch your stuff again. We'll be very soon. Very can. soon. Since we're in the holiday spirit, I figured I would put up my virtual gay Christmas tree with my merman topper. And, very uh, cute. And Brad, you've got your Christmas uh, sweater on. Oh, Christmas and is Shan. for fruitcakes. Look at that. Oh, that's gorgeous. Lovely. Show us your shirt, Brad. Christmas is for fruitcakes. Well, then you qualify. <laughs> <laughs> but you Tell also, your claim to fame is you are our Gay Desert Guide. And if you go to gaydesertguide.com and you sign up for the Oasis Insiders, you're going to get a newsletter called the This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter. And Brad, what have you got in the newsletter this week? 
Well, we are still doing everything virtually as the world is in lockdown, but uh, Kage is doing the naughty and nice extravaganza. It's a very Ethel Christmas streaming on Friday evening, December 18th. And if you missed that one, I believe there's one more next week, if I'm not mistaken. Our fun and games department is busy with some fun events with our friends at the Men Event in New York City. There is a gay gingerbread house making this Saturday at 12 <laughs> noon. You can get tickets online at gaydesertguide.com for that. Queer British Art at the Tate is this Sunday, December 20th. And on uh, Monday, December 21st, it is the Big Gay Trivia Holiday Cartoons and Movies Afternoon. That starts at 4 o'clock. There's nothing that says you can't start drinking anytime around 4 p.m. on a Monday. And uh, we're going to be doing this. So tickets are on sale. And if you're a subscriber to our newsletter, we have a discount code in there in our newsletter for you as well. Well, the 12 days of takeout are going on. It's a grassroots online campaign to uh, go from the 12th through the 23rd of December. And um, if you do order out from a restaurant in town, use the hashtag 12 days of takeout. Take a photo of the food and give some love to the restaurant that is uh, providing food and trying to stay open during our pandemic. We've got a number of gift cards available from our various restaurants. And when you buy a gift card from the Hot Deals program at gaydesertguide.com, it not only uh, helps those restaurants, um, it also helps us. So please uh, consider buying a couple of gift cards from the uh, stash at gaydesertguide.com. Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus Holiday Gift Drive uh, is happening. However, the drive-in edition, which was scheduled for the 19th, that uh, concert had to be canceled uh, due to concerns over COVID-19. Saturday wine tasting at Boucher being done virtually, and those are a lot of fun. The uh, LGBT Center is doing a ton of virtual events. They've moved everything online, social caring in the face of the quarantine, seated wellness for the older folks, women's chat with Kim Keeler for the lesbian folks, and men's chat with Stuart Higgins for the men folk. Um, and in January, the fun and games department is back up full speed ahead with Shan Carr and Alexander Rodriguez. Virtual speed dating for men of all ages, January 8th. A walk in the park with comedian Shan Carr. Um, that is at DeMuth Park, Saturday, January the 9th and an inauguration kickoff gay games night party with Shan, Friday the 15th of January. So Shan, are you going to be doing um, a Trump trivia that night? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> hell hell no i know I but know. we are going to do politics and comedy a little bit of that stuff that'll be fun let's and never start... say the t word again though right let's not let's just not hey we want to welcome our new partner speaking of uh, places that serve food nothing bunt cakes they have been sponsors of our out psp which we do every year to kick off pride for a number of years and this time they have come on board with gay desert guide they'll be part of our hot deals program they have buntinis which are little mini bunt cakes uh full size eight inch and ten inch cakes and they've got tiered cakes you could have a wedding cake all made in the shape of a bunt i know i know it's the Nothing eight inches and the ten inches of oh course. stop 
I'm oh, a gay stop. man somehow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We also welcome new partners, including Mel at Decluttering Spaces. She was on the Hoarders show not too long ago. Uh, our friend Michael Blevins at Lone Depot. And the Shag Store also with some great Christmas gifts with a mid-century twist. Visit the Shag Store in downtown Palm Springs. All new partners of Gay Desert Guide. And we have some great articles that we're reading. Uh, six reasons to buy your next home in Palm Springs. The Illuminaire House getting a donation from the Preservation Foundation. And ways to give back this holiday season in Greater Palm Springs. All that in our blog and newsletter found at GayDesertGuide.com. All right. So I have one little bit of uh, weirdo news to just add as we're closing up. There is a new thing you can go to your settings mm -hmm. and you can find notification, emergent exposure notifications. And you can log on to this service if you're not scared of Big Brother. And if you've been exposed to somebody who has tested positive for COVID, then you can be notified. So I think there aren't a lot of people on it yet, but it doesn't sound like a terrible idea. No. Sign up for exposure notifications. And it is I, I want to get that sweater that uh, if somebody gets within six feet of you, it's like beep, beep, Me beep. Me too. Beep. I didn't see how much. I just saw it this morning. I'll have to see if it's a million dollars, but it it would never go off every time my dog came near me. <laughs> Didn't you have uh, something that you put on your Facebook page a while back that was like a, a taser with a six? Yes, it had a six foot extendable thing and it had a little and it was a four volt jolt at the end of it. That's not and bad. I don't think four volts is too spooky. I really, I really kind of want it. Yeah, but somebody, I think it was Dr. Rush said, yeah, wait till you mess up somebody's pacemaker with it. Yes. Oh, yeah, I know. So I would so, only poke them in the butt. <laughs> then, they're, then, they're, uh, then they're, uh, they're elect, their vibrating something something plug might go off. Um, and uh, one last thing before we go today, I wanted uh, Michelle Weiss, who works uh, uh, with yeah. me at Gay Desert Guide, and she's a stand-up comedian just like Shan Carr. Um, she was on Let's Make a Deal last week. She went to Los Angeles a few weeks ago and filmed, and she sat there as a flower. She was like this big flower. But what I did notice is this is in the land, this is in the time of COVID, right? So they have one of these little dice games where they roll the dice. The guy actually took one of those um, those little uh, those little things like you like grandma gets to 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 pull down stuff off the shelf. What are those? The grabby called? hand. The little grabby yep. hand thing, and they'd pick up the dice and then they'd put the dice down in front of the contestant to keep. Of six feet of, wow of oh wayne brady show. can pick up my dice anyway oh any day God. of the week How fabulous. i'll take the box <laughs> yes i'll take the box too i'll share the box no we're done let's go yeah. oh, on I that bombshell i think it's time to uh say goodbye for another week and uh, next week uh we are going to be back with a special holiday christmas eve version we will we'll have our ugly sweaters yep we'll have a little song a little eggnog a lot of rum it's gonna be the yule fun. log the yule yeah. log and a bunt cake and a bunt cake well that's something i've never strapped to my boobs yet you know i'm always looking <laughs> there you go bye guys we love gay palm springs we hope you do too and we love you be safe come on
for info on this week's topics. Go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Furr. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.